Welcome to Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth, the podcast of Plymouth United Church of Christ. I am Pastor David, and on behalf of the members of this congregation, thank you very much for joining us. May God bless you through these words, and may you know God's love through them. Now, the podcast. Our gospel lesson is from Gospel of Luke. This is a story that takes place on Easter Day, the day that Jesus uh, rose from the tomb, and I'm actually, I'm going to go... Closer to the beginning of the chapter, uh, uh, more text that you have in the bulletin. So I'm going to start in the, in the 13th verse of this, just so we get this whole story of the disciples that uh, decide to go to the village called Emmaus. And so hear now and listen for how God is speaking to you through these words of Luke's gospel. Now on that same day, that being Easter... On that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. And while they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? And they replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. And some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then Jesus said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. And as they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. And so Jesus went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? And that same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. And then we continue with what's in the bulletin if you want to follow along. Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. 
They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. And he said to them, why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands, look at my feet, see that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, have you anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, Beginning from Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things. Here ends the reading. And thanks be to God. Calgon, take me away. Remember that old commercial? Calgon, take me away. Old advertising slogan that come home at the end of a hard day. Kick off your shoes and, and just say, Calgon, take me away. Slip into a bubble bath to escape the pain of the day. I remember one uh, commercial was uh, kind of a, a frazzled woman in the kitchen trying to get dinner ready and prepared, and there's children running around, and the phone rings, and she grabs for the phone, and while she does, the cord knocks a plant off the countertop and she goes screams Calgon take me away help me to escape uh, the suffering let me escape the craziness take me to a nice comfortable safe place for a while so that all can be right in the world at least in my world so all can be right in my world now that I have a bubble bath it's a nice way to end a cruddy day a nice relaxing bubble bath, maybe a cup of tea, put on the slippers, maybe even be pampered by someone. When you're done, go out in the living room and just watch the most meaningless drivel on TV that doesn't challenge the mind at all. Or grab one of those trashy novels and just escape. Escape from the pain of the day. The nice escape from the unwashed masses, the problems, the moron co-workers, the idiots at school, the boss that's riding you too hard, the decision that's maybe too difficult, it's been looming in your life, you know it has to be made, you don't want to make it, or the issue that's looming large in your life, Calgon, take me away. Help me to escape. Help me to run away. Of course, the problems of the world are still there. The problems of your life are still there. Although I will say, it's a good spiritual discipline to take a break. Don't be afraid to take a break. We have a commandment from God to take a Sabbath day. It's important. Good for our spiritual and our mental health, and it's helpful in the midst of stress to take a little break. Go for a walk or take that bubble bath. Go get a massage, go work out, go have lunch with a friend, 
whatever it is, to disengage for a moment and think about it. You might find a solution while you're not thinking, or if nothing else, you have a moment to rest, to contemplate. But none of those things fix the problem. None of those get you around the roadblock, whatever it is that's in front of you, whatever it is that's keeping you from fully being on your journey and living as fully as you should. That's what we're talking about this month, is what about these, these roadblocks? And there is some time when we face those roadblocks, a temptation to want to just run away, pretend it's not there, or just not engage with it, to think if we, if we ignore it long enough, it will disappear. There's a difference between taking a break and running away. Our escapism can go too far sometimes can go too far, and it's not healthy. Or sometimes the way that we try to escape can also be unhealthy. Say, alcohol, take me away. Drugs, take me away. Car, take me away. To literally run away. To just pack up and leave and run away. Go join the foreign legion or whatever it is. Say, hat, hang yourself up and take me away. Or imagination, take me away to my safe place of pretend and denial. Which may be comfortable for a while, but doesn't solve the problem. Running away is not a solution. And there is in the disciples here that we read about some running away. Running away to Emmaus leaving all the pain of Jerusalem behind, all the things that had happened in the last few days, watching their friend Jesus suffer, be crucified, died, put into the tomb, even though they've heard the words that Jesus has risen. They don't know for sure. And there is this running away, a fear response, and it's perfectly natural, perfectly normal. I imagine we've all tried to run away from our fears or anxieties or struggles at some point. It's a human thing to do. It's partly who we we are. Maybe pretending to be sick so we don't have to take the test at school that day. Or pretending to be sick so we don't have to give the big project presentation at work. Or uh, face our boss to say that it's not done yet, even though it's supposed to be. Or to quit something simply because we fear failure or the difficulty of going forward. Lying to a friend because you don't want to just tell them the truth. Easy to avoid the issues, even avoiding really big issues. I've known people, I have people in my family that know they're sick, there's something wrong, They're in pain, but they won't go to the doctor because they fear finding out what it is. They don't want to hear it's cancer or it's diabetes or it's Parkinson's or whatever it is that they fear hearing or the uh, people that have tooth pain. They've had tooth pain for days and it's constant, 24-7 tooth pain, but won't go to the dentist because they're afraid of the pain. I say, well, you're in pain already. If you go to the dentist, he or she will fix it. It will go away. By not facing it, it it gets worse. To run away to Emmaus is a temptation. 
But Jesus says, we read it last week, we read it today, Jesus says, peace be with you. He shows up to the disciples and says, peace be with you. It's a way of saying, don't be afraid. And also Jesus calls you by name. Jesus knows you. Jesus is with you. Jesus loves you. And Jesus promised to stand with you and to be with you always. That's the Easter promise of life and hope. That Jesus is always with us. Even if you don't recognize that Jesus is there, like these disciples did not recognize him until he broke the bread. Or Mary Magdalene that we read about on Easter morning. She goes to the tomb and there's a guy there that she thinks is the gardener until he says her name, Mary. And then she realizes it's Jesus. Even if you don't recognize that Jesus is there with you, Jesus is. Jesus is. We don't need to run away from the roadblocks of life, and we shouldn't. We can face them, for Jesus is with us. These disciples running to Emmaus have left the path that Jesus put in front of them to continue the story, to be disciples, to continue Jesus' message. Going to Emmaus was not part of that plan. But they go there. And notice that even though they have strayed from Jesus' path, he goes to be with them. He follows them. He goes where they are. Even if it's not the place that Jesus would want them to be, he goes to them, he finds them, and he walks with them for a long time. He doesn't criticize them or yell at them. He just walks with them talks with them, is present with them. He meets them where they are and he walks with them. The same with us. Just because we may leave Jesus' path, just may leave the path, doesn't mean that Jesus leaves us. There's always room for redemption, and so Jesus is always going where we are, meeting us where we are, trying to lead us back, guide us back, to get us back on the right path. But even though we leave the path, that doesn't mean that Jesus leaves us. And so when we have something difficult in in life to face or a big change in life, whatever that might be, marriage, going off to college, facing an illness, having to tell someone that your relationship is toxic, having to deliver bad news to someone, uh, going on after a, a death or in our older age, facing that decision that we may all have to face someday about do we stay in our home, do we go to assisted living, do we do something else. We're faced with a lot of these big decisions. We think of the church. Church having to kind of face this reality and come into the 21st century and meet our culture where it is. We have been kind of hiding and pretending for 40, 50 years that everything is okay, even as church membership in this country has gone down and the relevance of the gospel has gone down to people. Can't run away from that reality anymore. Need to face it and move forward and trust that the Spirit is with us, trust that Jesus is with us. Stay true to the gospel and not fall back to those comfortable systems or those comfortable places, but to face the roadblocks. 
with stones that are placed before us. And to know that when they are before us, they don't come from God. God doesn't set barriers or roadblocks in front of us. God does not cause the suffering or the pain. That's just part and parcel of being alive, of being human beings. I don't think that God puts things in front of us just to test our faith or to make us stronger or whatever. But I do think when those roadblocks happen, God is with us and God wants to journey with us to get around those roadblocks, to remove them from our lives so that we may know joy of living, the joy of Easter life and and of hope. So God is, is there. Jesus is there to help us around these stones that get in our lives so we don't have to run away. But trust that Jesus is there with a lever and a fulcrum to, uh, to move it out of the way or to blast it with God power or whatever might happen to get that stone out of the way from our lives. I read recently, I came across this last week, that, that often, you know, they, they, when we see these roadblocks, we're hit with fear. Can I get around it? How can I get around it? Is it worth getting around it? Uh, it seems like fear is, is often a, a big part of that. And I read uh, last week, I was looking around on the internet and came around a, uh, a, a page that said fear, F-E-A-R. Think of that as acronyms. Fear is simply forgetting that everything is all right. Which doesn't mean that there's no suffering, no pain, but that God holds everything. That God holds the world in God's hands. God holds us in hands of love and grace. That God is is suffering. Not to pretend that there's no evil or pain or bad things in the world or even in our lives. But to remember that God is there. Fear is forgetting that everything is all right. God's love and grace and the Holy Spirit can overcome all all of these, at least these fear barriers. So we don't need to run away or to refuse to see the truth of the world around us. God has our back. God is with you. God is present with you. Jesus is walking with you. I just, uh, I, a couple of phrases in the scripture passage from today that I really resonate with and think are just wonderful. It's when Jesus comes back to see the disciples and comes to the room where they are. First thing he says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. And then he says this so wonderfully human thing. Do you have anything to eat? I'm hungry. So human. The human Jesus here. Peace be with you. Do you have every do you have something to eat? It's so normal. Kind of saying, don't run away. Don't be afraid. And let's go through the normality of the day. Let's have a meal. Let's take a break. Don't be afraid. It's all going to work out. And I also like what the scripture says here about the disciples. I don't know if you caught that or not, but it says about the disciples, 
while in their joy they were disbelieving. This mix of joy. Jesus is risen, Jesus is back, Jesus is right here in front of us, and yet also some disbelief. Can this really be true? Can this happen? It looks like Jesus, it sounds like Jesus, but we're not used to people coming back to life. Can it really be Jesus? While in their joy they were disbelieving and wondering, wondering, can this be real? And maybe that's the place that many of us live in. Joy at Jesus, eh, maybe not sure if it's true. Is he really with us? Is it all true? I don't know. It kind of feels like it. I've had these experiences, I think, of the divine, but yet it seems so unbelievable. We have the bread and the wine, but yet, ah, I wonder. And yet, there he is. And I'm pretty sure I've heard him call my name. Maybe you're pretty sure you felt Jesus' presence. Come to me, he says. Come and follow me. And if we don't, then Jesus comes to us. That's a promise. That's a guarantee. Jesus comes to us. So don't run away from problems. But I think Jesus says, if you do decide to run away, I'll follow you. I'll go with you. Even if you are running away, I will follow. I will not leave you alone. I will meet you on whatever road you take, and I will stay with you until you're ready to come back. And when you come back, I will also still be with you. There is no being left alone. I will follow you wherever you go, even as you try to follow me. And to know that whatever pain there might be, whatever roadblock may be in our path, we can get beyond it. At some point, it will be over. That's kind of the thought that often took me through finals in seminary. The pain will be over. Come hell or high water, pass or fail, in two hours the test is over, I'm done. Or the first time I had a root canal, I was very nervous. I thought, all right. Whatever happens, in one hour, it's over. It's done. All I have to do is get through this hour or this 45 minutes, whatever it's going to take. It's not a forever thing. And Jesus, God is with you. I, and so I've, I've been uh, uh, giving you things to do the past couple of weeks, during the week that we're apart. And last week I gave you the, uh, we handed out some Prayer cards, we talked about self-doubt. Uh, I handed out these prayer cards with a nice prayer to say when you're feeling doubt. And there's some more on the back table if you didn't get one. Uh, and we'll offer time during the prayers today. If you want. I said that you could bring the cards back and put them on the table as an offering to God. to Let all your doubts go uh, and give that to God. So we can do that during the prayer. But then this week, I, I, I give you a... a an assignment, a challenge, whatever, that whenever you feel these moments of hesitation, of maybe you don't want to face the dilemma or the decision, that you have this feeling of wanting to run away, whatever it might be, think about this this week, what, and try to be aware of those moments when you're trying to, when you maybe want to avoid action or not do something, whether it's, you know, I don't want to respond to this email, or I don't want to make that phone call. What about why? What's going on? What do I really fear? 
about what's going on. Maybe you have a, an exam this week, eye exam, doctor exam, something, and if there's fear, it makes you hesitate. Think, what is it that you fear? Or why do I hesitate to say whatever it is that I really need to say to my spouse or to a child or to a parent, to a friend, to a boss, to someone in my life? Why do I fear to extend this invitation? What decision have I been putting off? When you have those moments, times that you feel yourself wanting to avoid something, think about it. Take a moment to think about it. Say a prayer to God about it. And maybe even let Kelgon take you away for a moment. Go take a walk. Or have a cup of tea or sit down and meditate. Whatever it is to just think about it and regroup yourself and try to find connect with Jesus and to feel Jesus' presence with you and ask Jesus to be with you as you get ready to face whatever it is and to confront it. Don't run away, but maybe find Jesus' help in getting through it and see how that goes for you this week. See if that makes a difference in your, in your life and how your days go forward. And remember that Jesus is with you. He rose from the dead for you because of his love. Doesn't want you to live in suffering. Remember that Jesus is with you and face your moment. Go through your roadblock trusting these words from Jesus who says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Amen. And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you.